Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. Hello. Uh, we're on an episode of Hypecast. Hypecast. It's the show Hypecast. where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host Tom Ryman. I'm your other co-host. Whew, trying to trying to talk, David Bell. It's hard, David. Man. It's hard trying to talk. Yeah, I'm David. Uh, I don't know why we're we're expected to do this all the time. It's exhausting. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> and uh, we don't have a guest. We don't. It's just we, just um, me and Dave. Yeah, it's just us. We, uh, I mean, we'll talk about it further down the line. Uh, you guys know that there's a strike happening. <laughs> sure is many. Yeah, across uh, several industries, but yeah. And so, uh, if you're curious, uh, we're technically, I think, critics and journalists, right? Yes. And what that means is we. There, there's technically no rules against us doing this show however a lot of our guests might be uh you know might, on the line there yeah might 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 be in the in sag or, or the wga and you know yeah and uh, i mean just to get it out of the way we're probably gonna change the format of the show a little bit going forward because even if we technically don't have to like it, it, even if we technically can promote movies right i not really happy about we netflix were, and w we right, right we, were, we were talking about it before we, we started recording yeah. where it's like it's yeah technically we can st- st- do whatever we want but like it would feel a little gross to be like talking about like the next big warner brothers movie it's like what kind of fuck warner yeah. brothers right now you know yeah <laughs> it's a, yeah it's a little of reading the room but also a little of like yeah i don't really feel like feel like doing about that them. and we do that all the time like when we a trailer comes up where it's like yeah we don't want to cover that yeah, so uh, there's not going to be any fucking Wonkas on today's Hypecast. I, I actually... Was there I a think new Wonka forward, trailer? No. I didn't even notice. There was, there was, a, couple, there was a couple bigger trailers that I, I was just like, nah, it's Netflix. So I, I what we're going to say is like we're going to try to focus on the not-struck companies, which we'll talk about later as being kind of hard in terms of knowing uh, which ones are struck. Uh, so... You know, a little more indie bent. More indie, more uh, more um, foreign films, international films. 
Yeah, but uh, I promise we'll still complain about them. Yes, we will still bitch about everything. Just because they're indie. <laughs> yeah, just because they're indie films won't mean that we won't get mad at them. So you'll get that. Yes. That's what that's what you want. There's plenty of trash to be found. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Warner Brothers oh, does not really have is. the market cornered on trash. <laughs> yeah, we could really scrape some bottom of the barrel. Like I, <laughs> I, I don't feel great when it's like some indie production that sucks. Like, but we can, we can, we can play that game. There's a lot of bullshit. There's a lot of ghost <laughs> sharks out there. You know, many ghost sharks. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of ghost sharks, do you want to thank some producers, Tom? Oh, man. Yes, I'd love that, to. Yeah. That, that, um, that really tickles me. Yeah. Like a ghost old, shark. Like, yeah, exactly. You know, See? That's what, ghost, that's what ghost sharks do. It's a great segue. Um, <laughs> thanks to at Nerd Numbers. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you to Zero Charisma. Thank you. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank you. Thank you to AJ. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew Howe, Deck the Halls with Blood. Thank you. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you. Thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank you. And thank you to Bootler Boodleson. Thank you. Whoop. Thank you. Um, all right, let me step in here. Thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. Thank you. Thank you to Brockway Loves the Meat Millie. Thank you. Thank you to Breed, I want you to drink water, hit the gym, and do the ska, because they love y'all. Drinking water. Thank you. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank you. Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Oh, yeah. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Yes, thank you. Thank you to Davey, the ghost of East Las Vegas, Francis. Thank you. And thank you to David Knife Boot Hinson. Knife Boot. 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 Knife Boot. Knife Boot. Boot. (laughs) And this is the podcast from here on. Yeah, this is how we're, when we said we're going to change the format, this is what we meant. (laughs) Look, in a lot of ways, we can also be on strike, you know? Yeah, we um, can be. Uh, but we do have trailers. We do. Right now, there are trailers to talk about. Sure uh, are. And this is I, this is the biggest trailer on the list, which is The Holdovers. Yeah. This is uh, Alexander Payne, uh, who made The Descendants. And Sideways. Uh, election, Sideways. Um, this is... Uh, his new one about um it's like a it's a school which i try to look up where the school is because as i wrote the notes this is one uh, yet another movie shot in shelburne falls massachusetts which i've lived in uh and they can't stop filming things there right now uh but it's like, about a, like a the judge the yeah, robert downey the jr classic the judge so recently the judge was filmed there labor day but most recently dexter the new season was shelburne falls so if you watch that and I, I think I've told this story on here is that like whenever I go visit home and go to Shelburne Falls, there's all these like folksy old guys who now know their way around a movie contract because that's <laughs> all that's happening now. Yeah. There's like these antique shops where the guy's like, I make most of my money by being in movies now. And it's like, yep. Yeah, <laughs> I about right. make most of my dollars telling Harrison Ford we don't have something that he's looking for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Giving it's, him directions uh, yeah. to his mother's grave. Yeah. So, like, in this trailer, like, I've absolutely bowled in this bowling alley in the trailer. Uh, oh, hell it's yeah. A qu- it's such a quaint little town that's off the, the highway that, like, clearly some fucking producer 10 years ago showed up and fell in love and then, like, told everybody about this fucking quaint-ass town. Um, but this uh, this is about Paul Giamatti and a bunch of students who are left behind during, like, a Christmas vacation, and he has to watch them all. Um 
It's like a '90s trailer, right? It's even the it's presented even older. It's almost like yeah, 70s. it's almost '70s. But the it had a '90s like the '90s narrator, yeah, voiceover, yeah. And I couldn't tell if they were doing it ironically. I think they are, right? Yeah, I think so. But it does um, it does feel like a '90s movie. Like it feels like like a little bit of like Dead Poets Society, Scent of a Woman, like when they in the early yeah. '90s where they got obsessed with making movies about white prep stu- school students in like the 1940s. Yeah. Um, this is like another of those. I think this is a little bit later, but it is still, this is still a period piece. Yeah. Um, it's also like the trailer also feels like part of the long tradition of Alexander Payne movies being treated like they're not like ridiculously dark <laughs> in the trailers. Like this is going to be dark, right? It's he, everything he makes has some, there's no way darkness. it's, there's no way it's not dark. Yeah. Yeah, but the trailers are always like, "This is gonna be fun, right?" Like, they it's always, like, "No, I'm on to you." Yeah, always makes it look like more, much more zany than it is. Particularly yeah. like sideways and election. Yeah, election. Oh my yeah, goodness! Election. Yeah. Like they made it. They really were pushing it like a like an American Pie, and that movie is absolutely not that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, it's. Uh, I mean, this looks good, right? It's. Uh, yeah, it's Paul Giamatti doing a thing, playing a curmudgeon. Yeah. Yeah, and an Alexander Payne movie, like it's going to be pretty, pretty darn good. He's like, he Alexander Payne is Wes Anderson adjacent in my mind, if that makes sense. Yeah, I the tone I prefer of his movies. Him. I I well I yeah I prefer him only because he's you know Wes Anderson has we've talked about this like he only directs one style so I still think it kind of limited his range. Sure. Um. That isn't to say, you know, I still enjoy his movies, but Alexander Payne has that, like, I feel like the subject matter, all everything, all his subject matters feel very much that. And he feels very earlier Wes Anderson. Uh, like Bottle before Rocket. Wes Anderson. Yeah. Before Wes Anderson became, his style became so loud. Um, and like, you know, I always forget Nebraska's has. You know, um, but I think the t- it's mostly in the tone of um, that comedy with darkness, right? The yeah. bittersweetness in comedy. Yeah, yeah. Where you never feel bad. Watch- like Nebraska is one of those films I remember sitting down for that being like, this is going to be a real bummer, isn't it? And then coming out of it like that wasn't a bummer at all. Uh, it dealt with like bummer subjects, but in a very... Uh, you know grounded in, right. in light-hearted way because yeah, like at the end of election you don't feel like sad yeah <laughs> you know it's he has a great ability to deal with some dark shit mm-hmm. uh and not make you feel terrible and so does wes anderson right that's yes. like yeah yeah and that's the big thing i still haven't seen downsizing i need to um <laughs> about tiny tiny matt damon there's a few, yeah. There's a few that I Shrunken I don't Matt I don't Damon. think I've seen about Schmidt either. I gotta see that one. There's a few that I've just fucking passed me by, um, that I need to like circle back on and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't think I saw about Schmidt either. I've always liked his films, but like, I think it's that I didn't know he wasn't like he wasn't a person I radar. was following. Yeah, and I'm, I'm he's yeah. he's still not really. He's just a person that, uh, that I notice. Where it's like, oh, this is another alexander right. Payne joint yeah i think nebraska was actually the one that like i first got me to pay attention to him and i've been going back and watching stuff like the descendants is before nebraska which feels 
Like it should be the opposite, but I guess not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. He's great. He's great. I'm I'm always delighted by an Alexander Payne movie coming out. He's he yeah. I I don't know much about him, but he feels like he's also um, uh, less problematic David O. Russell to me. Oh. Where it's like, like these are <laughs> all can't. people who deal with darkness um, in very unique and surprisingly lighthearted ways, right? But it's just that you know. Actually, yeah, I've only I think I've only seen I, I, I think I've only seen two of David O. Russell's movies. <laughs> so he's right. just a guy that yeah. I just turned right off. Yeah, I mean, I'm certainly yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm certainly all set uh, with David O. Russell, but, yeah. but like as as a director in a vacuum it was also a very similar where it's like, he's kind of a chameleon, but also there's this um, overlying idea of like, I'm going to face the darkness and not be scared of it and, and handle it in a way that's surprisingly um, balanced and not just completely fucking disheartening. Uh, and I think that's what Alexander Payne does really well. Like the right, sentence because... is about like guys whose wife's in a coma that he learns cheated on him. With Matthew Lillard With Matthew of all Lillard, people, yeah, yeah, and then you get out, you come out of that movie not feeling like like shit. <laughs> it's a real magic trick. <laughs> it is. Like in Nebraska, about an old man getting scammed. I'm like, how is this not going to be sad? It's. I mean, it's just you know, it's it's just stuff people, and I appreciate that because I don't know that necessarily it. It, it it would make it more authentic for it to be all gloomy, right? Because like, or not gloomy is not the right word, but for it to be just yeah. like totally like a gut punch because people go through this stuff and yeah. continue to exist. Like, you know, life goes on. So I do appreciate where they, where they can take subject matter and, and not play, just delight in the, in the grief of it and sort of make it more human like that. So that yeah. that feels oh, more sure. authentic, like absolutely. Yeah, I um, I maybe I knew this at some point in my life, Tom, mm-hmm. but I just I just clicked on David O. Russell directing, and I was like, yeah, yeah. What about writing? And I just scrolled down his writing. Do you know what it? Do you know what I was expecting? Do you know what I'm talking about here? No. He wrote Jurassic Park three, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> It's literally election Jurassic Park T- three about Schmidt and his fucking list of things. What? Uh, David O. Russell? Or no, Alexander Payne. Alexander Payne. Okay, I was very confused. No, not David O. Russell. My bad. Okay. Uh, I mean, he wrote it with one other person, and then Michael Crichton obviously has a credit. Uh, what? Uh, <laughs> I, I need help. I need an adult. I don't know what to do about this. Sure. This is. <laughs> this is a real problem for me all of a sudden <laughs> how did he get a writing credit on jurassic park 3 Who knows, what part man. of jurassic park 3 what what part did he come up with i know they wrote that movie yeah. mostly on the fly so was yeah. he there was he hanging out on the island it's alexander Payne on set <laughs> between again it's a uh, fucking uh 2001 so just Alexander Payne that, on set saying, make the dinosaur say his name. And that's how he gets a writing credit. Right. <laughs> it, I, I, I understand where I, <laughs> I really hope he came up with Alan. Alan. Holy shit. <laughs> I get where he was at with his career. Cause he had just done election. So, you know, how studios are, they're probably like great film, really weird and dark. You want to work on a Jurassic park? <laughs> and he 
he's just like, yeah. no, but I like money, sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, who wouldn't say yes? Yeah, because he was he was relatively new at the time. Sure. And it's like, yeah, fuck it, man. <laughs> I guess. I mean, and, like election was like produced by MTV Films. So, you know, it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like this. It was very it's indie, very but funny. It, it wasn't like this. Yeah. It's very funny how I'm just Hollywood saying I, treats indie directors. I, I, they're like, <laughs> Great work, really unique. Do a uh, Jurassic Park. It, yeah, that's that's extremely true. I'm just saying within the context of that specific period of time, like 98 to 2001, I can see that guy oh, yeah. being on Jurassic Park 3. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Not the about Schmidt guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I guess... Uh, Check out this new movie from the writer of Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. What if they put that in the Holdovers trailer from the writer of Jurassic Park 3? That would have been amazing. I would insist they did that for the rest of my career. This is a bit just yeah. for me. Just for me and my yeah. friends. Yeah, I'd put it in my contract. <laughs> me and my loved ones. It always has to yeah. say from the direct, from the writer <laughs> of Jurassic Park 3. They have to. No choice. Not even the writer. One of the writers <laughs> of yeah. Jurassic Park 3. Yeah incredible uh, pedigree uh, um incredible all right incredible speaking of weird shit uh wonder well trailer for wonder well this this is is a movie starring was, carrie fisher yeah obviously was shot a bit ago a while ago right it's been several 2016. years 2016 this wow. was shot in 2016 yeah this is a real bridge to terabithia vibe like this yeah, is about a magical world yeah little kid fairy to there's two witches who have divided up the carrie fisher is the witch of the woods and her counterpart is the witch of the city and they're fighting over this special girl um who has like forest powers yeah. you know this is out of yeah it's out of italy so i, okay. I don't think this is um, a struck movie actually although i think it has some it probably has some i mean it's in english it probably has some american ties um but i mean carrie uh, fisher was an american actress but obviously yes that's... yeah <laughs> um, 2016 yeah, what happened i don't know man i my guess this movie is a nightmare right this movie is a it fucking nightmare it doesn't look they cheap didn't want or to anything it. like it's oh no i just mean like it's like really dark or like oh. like they they kill just all the children in it um i just feel like or or it's just been one of those movies that was made independently and took a while to get like distribution. Oh right? yeah, there's actually the next the next uh trailer on this list is one of those. Yeah. So that's my guess. It's we we haven't yeah, it's like an Alice in Wonderland. It's a yeah. little girl goes to a magical world that's very like 90s era like practical effects. Looks like it might terrify children. Yeah, that's I'm always a great sign. Yeah. I think it's I think yeah. it's like PG. But it's got like yeah, it's got maggots and and giant Venus flytraps and things like that. It's PG thirteen actually. Oh, it's PG thirteen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully someone will get like you know murdered in a Venus flytrap. We can hope. That'll yeah. teach the kids an important lesson. Yeah, why not? It's also Rita Ora, um, and uh, as like the bad witch, mm. right? Yeah. It looks fine. I mean, I'm not a child, so you know. Yeah, I'm not gonna see this, but like, it looks fine. I, I'll see it if someone tells me it's really fucked up, you know? Yeah, yeah. I appreciate uh, that it exists. Like, I like making kids movies like this or, or movies that are intended for children that are a little like, you and know, this like is this. Like, it's a big swing, it feels like, because it does feel like an indie film mm -hmm. that's trying to do like a never ending story deal. So like, yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. And it looks like, hold on. I, I, I got a little bit about it. Um, 
seven year journey. I, they're saying an American release they're specifying so i wonder if it's been out in other places oh probably like, i didn't even think about that yeah yeah i'm i'm uh i, I don't know it's it's uh anyway it sounds like it was just a whole fucking thing um yeah i mean it looks pretty it looks pretty sweet um yeah oh they got some COVID issues and it oh, looks sure. like carrie fisher might have passed while this was being made so there might be a little bit of rewrites. Uh, and they said the visual effects took time because they do have some CGI in this. So mm-hmm. I think it's just like super indie and it took fucking forever right, well, to figure out. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it looks per- perfectly fine. Looks perfectly fine. Yeah. Wonder well. Sure. Let's talk about uh, Outlaw, Outlaw Johnny, Johnny Black. Black. <laughs> directed by Spawn. Directed by Spawn. Michael J. White. Yeah. I didn't realize he was Spawn. Oh, he, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't aged. Not really. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no, he can't be Spawn. He like, sure was. That movie was a long time ago. Wow. Yeah. 1997. Yeah. But yeah, this is like his follow-up to how Black Dynamite. He? Oh, man. he. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know how yeah, old he is this... now. I don't know. <laughs> it's just, look at yeah, him. It's he, an enigma. Uh, he has his own production company out of Connecticut, which is like, why? Why in Connecticut? But... um uh so yeah. this was being produced through that and uh i remember seeing a like a, a they at least at one point were trying to were trying to crowd for fund a portion of this movie because i remember seeing them do a trailer for that set i think right. while we were still at cracked like it's been a while for this it's one. been a while yeah and this um uh, yeah like you said black dynamite sequel um they it's very direct reference to blazing saddles in this oh yeah um, horse gets punched so in the that's face. cool yeah horse gets punched i mean which we love to see it it looks incredible <laughs> like, i'm a huge fan of black dynamite i love michael j white um this movie looks funny as shit so, yeah i love yeah the, when you're when we're referencing fucking blazing saddles it's like that's a good it's a, that's a good sign in a, in a yeah it's it's a pretty overt homage but i was fine with it uh, oh yeah no it's a that's what i mean it's good it's good because it's like yeah okay so you like sure. the things i like yeah the, the the part where he's he's playing an outlaw who is moved to town to i think find some gold or something but he's he's disguised as a as a preacher so he's like un- pretending to be the town preacher but he's really this badass outlaw <laughs> so there's this the shot where the lady says like doesn't the bible say to turn the other cheek <laughs> and he goes i don't know i mean probably yeah like, <laughs> you see him go through all three of those reactions that's pretty great <laughs> yeah this uh, looks like a delight and he's yeah he's still spin kicking and punching people and it's it's great um the guy who plays bullhorn in dynamite is in it yeah um man it just looks really fucking funny yeah <laughs> it looks like a lot of fun yeah man black dynamite was so good yeah this looks like it's been like 2018 they started working on this it looks like oh okay when did black dynamite come out like way earlier like 2010 or 11 okay yeah yeah so this has been a long time coming yeah and again i think, I think it's earlier just than that actually indie, i think it's just the indie route um you know yeah no it's a pain in the ass making movies is hard as shit yeah it really is i think it was uh, i think i was i think it was actually 2009 even it's been a while since black dynamite let's see there was a tv series from 2011 i'm looking at his acting so it must have been behind 
before that, he's in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's been in movies. Uh, Two thousand nine, right when he, right after he played Gamble in, in the, the Dark Knight. Yep. Yeah, and it was like I, I know what I'm doing next. What a career! I'm just going through, and it's just like what a, he has like these like waves of his career. Um, no, no, yeah, good for him. He hangs in there. Oh yeah, I just yeah, he's he's working. So uh, everybody, check out this trailer. Yeah. And let's talk about this next trailer, which I am very suspicious of. Yeah, the pod generation. The pod generation, which sounds awful. <laughs> like, that, just the, I mean, the, the title. Yeah. The title sounds awful. That sounds like a bad documentary about, like, AirPods or something. It, right, or like, the, the, about, like, millennials. Yeah. Because they're always on uh, their pods. Yeah, this is one where it's like, I'm not... I'm not against this idea, but then it's it's also getting some really low reviews. Well, the trailer takes a sharp turn in the middle um, yeah. and becomes like a different movie. Like at first, this is a satire in the very near future about uh, a couple deciding that they want to have a child. But the way it works in the future now is you just uh, you fertilize an egg and it goes inside this big plastic egg, like literally egg shaped egg. Um, yeah. and you, that, that's that, then you take care of the egg for nine months until the baby is born. Um, so this obvious, like, you know, futurism tech culture, uh, uh satire in that, but then it, right. it sharply turns in the middle to be like, they're rebelling and want to have a natural childbirth, but like, that's against the law. So they have to like steal the egg. Um, right. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what, the, <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know. <laughs> I, I i was so i'm i'm scanning through the reviews and it doesn't seem to be what i thought it was going to be i was really scared that it accidentally stumbles upon a really like fucked up message right about, like some like, eugenic shit or, or so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. but it sounds like that's not what people the problem people are having with it i think people are just saying like it's just a little it, there's just not it's like a little too skin deep or something like that um or only skin deep rather uh the message but like so it's not yeah my first thing was like i I was getting like passengers vibes where i was like is this gonna accidentally do something really fucking irresponsible right is this gonna um, say but, something terrible <laughs> that it didn't yeah, mean to i don't think that's the case so i think maybe there's people were underwhelmed by the movie um which is to say then i don't know then it might be worth checking out like that's not a that's not like a big hit against it, right? No, uh, and uh, you know I like um, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Me and, too, um, and it's got Amelia, Amelia Clark. Clark. She's fine. I don't have a problem with her. I have no problems with her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have. I I have. I'm not angry at her for anything. She's good. She's yeah. fine. Yeah, she's fine. I don't know. I, I, I it's uh, the, the I can I did get a little. Uh, that superficial vibe from the trailer or at least that like maybe it's message is a bit confused but again we're just talking about a trailer we have no idea what the actual yeah. movie is gonna be so. it, it looks good like it looks like well directed and stuff you know and it seems like the performance it looks like, yeah did, it looks so. like it was made with intent for sure like yeah yeah so i don't know it's definitely and it's honestly a fairly unique premise like i i, I don't know i i yeah i that all sounds fine to me. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, and, I will, uh, maybe I will watch this one. I don't know. It's not something I'm going to go I'd, to a theater to see, but. Yeah, which is a problem 
now, but like it's tr- it, this, yeah, it's very much an indie. I will say when it says sometime in the very near future at the beginning, I was like, is it though? Because <laughs> like all the tech they're showing right, is like, like this, really this not seems like, like really technology. Like yeah, not just the egg, but like the there's like these holograms and shit. Right, like, it seems and like a like, time traveler gave these to you. Yeah, like I think that's what it is. Is I think it was an attempt at a satire that didn't quite scan is my guess is there's, the, uh, yeah the, there's something i'm having trouble articulating i guess but it's just something about i don't know didn't do much for me it see all the all of the different pieces seem fine like i like the cast and like we said it looks like it was made with intent and, and you know it's it, it does it certainly doesn't look cheap i think um, what it is is the trailer doesn't really have much else to offer but the beginning offer that's true that's what yeah. it feels like as then it's just like but we want to have a baby for real and that's kind of it. Um, and and maybe like, there's well, more to the movie, but that's all they could give us. Yeah. You know, like the movie Moon can't tell you the whole fucking movie. No, yeah, but that's true. You, it has to tell you enough to make you go like, oh, okay, yeah, you know? And this felt like it was stuck in its starting premise a little too much. In the trailer, that is. The, yeah, for sure. So that's the pod generation. Always on their pods. Yeah. Always on their fucking pods. Their friggin' yeah. pods. Yeah. These kids in their pods. All right. These fucking kids. (laughs) These fucking kids in their pods and their rollerblades. (laughs) Uh, I want to talk about this next film because this is almost a movie that deserves more hype for me. This was something. This is is real French. But also German. Is it? Yeah, the mom is German. Oh, okay. It's the official language listed as French. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, it just it looks like it sounds like a Netflix documentary, um, but it's not. It's a um, it's a crime drama. I believe not based on anything. We haven't said what it's about, called, did we? I think I did. Anatomy of a Fall. Okay. It's uh it's about a, a husband and wife, and the husband fell to his death, and out of their out of their like, house out of like their yep. second story window and they were having a fight they sure were uh, and so it's a, it seems like a courtroom drama which mm, yeah mm, you know give me it mm, mm, yeah stick it directly <laughs> in my heart yep. um cram about, it into any orifice i don't care just get it in me yeah about basically what it sounds like anatomy of a fall breaking down like how did he how fall, did he fall? Did, what was happened? he pushed yeah was he pushed or not? And that's what they're trying to figure out. And they have a there's, a, there's a kid in the mix and they, yep. they're doing this thing where they're, the kid, I mean, it. Mm, this movie looks really good. <laughs> this might be my favorite one from today <laughs> yeah. off this list. I'm really into um, this trailer. I'm really, I'm really into this. This is, uh, again, it's like a, an indie French. Uh, so you have to watch, you know, you have to read a little bit. You have to do a little reading. A little bit, but um, a lot of the trailer was in English. Yeah, that's a good point. So they knew um and uh i don't know it just looks pre- pretty fucking uh it looks good yeah real fucking looks real tight, it looks real severe like you know like the, just the way it's shot um yeah yeah it just again it's 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 hitting everything right it's yeah. like mm, courtroom drama um but also just like well shot kind of creepy yeah uh, yeah it's very got that interesting kind of yeah. little bit of kind of true detective creep to it yeah just in, sure. just in the way that it's shot at least the 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 flashbacks about like the the body on the, in the in the snow yeah yeah, <clears> yeah. <throat> so yeah check that out anatomy of a, so- a fall very very solid movie um well, anything else you want to say like about anyway, it yeah 
No, no, no. Yeah. I'm actually oh, yeah. pretty jazzed to talk about the too. next one, too. Yeah. A, 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 Aporia? Aporia. Aporia. Uh, there's more than one movie called Aporia. Yeah, there's a oh, 2018 horror. Uh, this is the one with Judy Greer. This is... Uh, it's a it's a it's like a primer it's um it's about uh this woman who loses her husband and i guess her friend creates a secret time machine that can as he puts it send it can't send a person back in time but it can send a single bullet i don't know if he means literally i think it's it's the uh, it's a little unclear but he could mean literally because the implication is is you can go back in time and kill somebody yes Basically, it's you can kill you can kill someone, but you can't do much else. So you can't go back in time, but you can kill someone back in time. It seems like, and um, uh, and so she chooses. I I she kills the drunk driver. They make the guy the drunk driver killed killed her her husband. husband. Yeah, Yeah. they they pretty much all but tell you that because all of a sudden her husband's back. But things start to unravel. Like it changes her memory. Sort of like if you've ever seen Frequency, there's a similar. Uh, device yeah. in there only in this movie it's treated more like a horror movie device where it's like in frequency his memory just sort of adjusted and he was like oh that's weird yeah i do remember that but in this one like she can still remember the old memories before they changed uh right. and they do they're doing interesting things with like changing what somebody's wearing in the middle of the scene to like show that the time stream is being fucked with and her memory is being fucked yeah. with. And it's, it's just going to be fun. And so it, they ends up now it's like, they're all in on it. Like her newly resurrected husband. Now he's in on it. And they're just, yeah. they, right. things they're, keep getting worse in typical time travel movie fashion. After, yeah. She resurrects the husband and then they're like, well, let's keep it going. Yeah. You know, let's let's, what else can let's we do? Yeah, yeah. 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 We got Darwin's here. We're good to go. Oh, that is Darwin. That is Darwin. He's in the new he should Superman have been, movie. He should have adapted the, from the bullet. Although he, I mean, he was very bad at adapting in X-Men that's First true. Class yeah, as that's well. That's true. That's true. Um, He's had some time to yeah. think about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, this looks like a solid fucking... I'm really into this trailer too. Like these two trailers, I think, were my favorite yeah. ones. The Anatomy like Judy of the Fall and Aporia. Yeah, Judy Greer is great. And I like, I like low-budget time travel, as we'll keep talking about later. Um low budget time travel is always fun for better for worse like i like primer um but you know it uh they can also be very slow i i think coherence is personally my if that's not technically side uh time travel but i love anything that's like let's do a really high concept. bare bones high concept yeah like the because benson and moorhead movies yeah 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 because it's like what what these people realize is like you don't really need to have a bunch of CGI to do that. Mm-mm. Not really. Like a movie like Inception, you could do a movie like Inception, like for bare bones budget if you wanted to, and kind of explore the same ideas, right? It's just about how do you depict the sci-fi right. element. You um, have to get a little and, more, I don't want to say clever, right. because everything, you know, and I'm... You, yeah, and I'm not picking on Inception, that's no, no, a blast. No, it's, yeah, it's an um, incredible piece of, but, uh, of yeah. filmmaking. But I think people get what I'm saying, which yeah. is like, that's the beauty of sci-fi, is like, it can be like, you, can, you know... You can suggest a lot more than some yeah than you might think like there's you can scale it down like yeah. coherence was really good because it's just people talking about these ideas but it's just taking place on a neighborhood street so there's like you could do like it's coherence is a is basically a multiverse movie 
and that's a great example of like it's lower budget than even everything everywhere all at once handled it where it's like yeah, you can handle the multiverse you don't need a fucking you don't need like doctor strange special effects to do that mm-hmm. right like if you handle it it's just like here's one neighborhood and that's it here's one house basically like that's i don't know it's impressive and you can deal with abstracts of the concept yeah. too you doesn't have we don't have to see this uh triangle that's another uh, one yeah exactly yeah but we don't need to see like this like gigantic electric wormhole or something that's like right we don't need to, you, you, there's yeah anyway well that's the that's the stuff that i really like which is um time travel for example i think is most effective when it isn't that when it's like blink of an eye where that idea of like why would it take more than a moment you know like you can do these low budget solutions where it's like why would you need a wormhole why can't they just like here yeah like and that's even more creepy in a way uh again not that isn't to say there's some really fun stuff we can do the other way with it yeah obviously nolan has a lot of fun with that but i that's of course what's great about sci-fi yeah so yeah this is this is that sci-fi and horror yeah yeah, yeah, horror, of course. Kind of play with the same set of tools there uh, when you're yeah. on a micro budget. Yeah, I would argue horror is better on a micro budget most of the time. Usually. Because the moment some big CGI monster happens, it's like, that's right. fun. Yeah, but, yeah it's yeah. fun, but it's not as scary. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, what's next? It can be if you do it right. Uh, our final one is the retirement plan, which... Um, but, uh, <laughs> a film starring Nicolas Cage. yeah. The, uh, this like got like millions of views and i was like what is this where did this even come from it's uh it's just... i really hope ron perlman is also the baker <laughs> also character. his character from the baker because it's it's one of these it's a, it's a... equalizer it's yeah. let's take an actor who's older and make him a badass it's, it's nick cage's john wick yeah kind in a way, of it's... but more bombastic like more over the top and intentionally tongue-in-cheek right in a way it's one of the most normal things he's done recently um, but he's clearly having, he's caging it up, you know? Yeah. The part where the guy is choking and he mocks him. Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. Real cage move. Yeah. So it's it's like, this is our Nicolas Cage version of, yeah, Liam Neeson, old guy action. Yep. He's, um, <laughs> Liam Neeson is old guy on a train. Yeah, exactly. It's an old guy who's like clearly once was a hitman who is now dealing with some new things with his daughter yep. his estranged daughter his daughter and his granddaughter there's bad guys after them ernie hudson shows up yeah ernie hudson absolutely shows up and then yeah and ron perlman's there yes <laughs> i really want a baker crossover i want the baker cinematic universe why not but yeah why not get the equalizer in there get denzel in there <laughs> this also explains why ron friends. perlman like threatened executives because i feel like this is where his headspace has been at recently <laughs> like ron Perlman is already a, a a scary guy right yeah um he's got stepdad face he's like you know he's like he's he's a he's a threatening premise or premise presence, um, presence. yeah um but like i feel like uh, after watching the trailer for the baker i thought the same thing which is like oh he's in revenge mood like he's been just <laughs> doing like revenge He's been movies keyed into this part of his brain yeah exactly and yeah i guess with that and this um but yeah this uh you know yeah no this 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 looks like great trash 
It looks like great trash. Yeah. That that, that is a hundred percent what this looks, looks like. It looks like a, a delicious cheeseburger. <laughs> yes. Cheese it up. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see what it is. Uh I mean Nicholas Cage is definitely doing a thing. So Yeah. He's also looking like a thing. He this is. is Nich- There's a whole yeah. lot of decisions were made about his hair. Yeah. And and he's right. got a Hawaiian shirt. This is kind of the most "quote unquote" normal movie he's done in the last couple of I years. I know that's what's so fun about Nicolas Cage, right? Yeah, like it's wild that this is as normal as it gets for him. Right. His his most recent movie, he played Dracula. <laughs> yeah, Dracula, and then I believe the Devil. Uh, if that trailer, <laughs> yeah. Then there was Pig. Yeah, he like he is. Mm. Prisoners of Ghostland of the Ghostland. Oh yeah, he's been doing he's been doing some shit, some crazy shit. He really has. Been. Uh, We've covered a lot of it too. Doing, <laughs> yeah. Well, how could you not? Yeah. You know? How are we not going to look at that? Yeah, I'm looking at. I forgot. He, he's doing Lords of War. That's he's doing a Lord of War sequel, which is wild. That is strange. But I guess I relevant like it... that that guy did get out of jail recently. So. Oh yeah. <laughs> Maybe he'll make a cameo. Oh boy, I hope yeah. so. Let's make that the next cinematic universe. <laughs> He's also doing a serial killer movie called Long Legs, which is a very funny name if it's what they're going to call the serial killer. I hope so. And then I hope when they find the serial killer, he's he's just long. He's really legs. really freakishly long legs. He, yeah, he's that tall guy in the little automobile in The Simpsons. Yeah, the very tall yeah. man. Yeah. Oh shit. Um. Yeah, that's the trailers. We did. Any thoughts? No, that's it. All right. Let's thank some more producers and then Hell let's, yeah, let's um, do it. get into news stories. A big thank you to Deborah is awesome. Barbara is great and cancer can go to hell. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you to Dracula the bus driving vampire. Thank you. Thank you to Driftless, aka Gooch Cock. Thank you so much. Thank you to E.T. the Extravagant Terrestrial. Thank you. Thank you to Evil Ed 209. Thank you. Thank you to Exploding Room. Thank you so much. Thank you to Funky J Mostly comes out at night. Mostly. mostly. Thank you to Heathcliff's Helping Handful. Thank you. Thank you to ImpossibleWorlds.net. Read issue two and keep sci-fi alive. Thank you. Thank you. To James Cameron's Prolapse Locomotive. Choo-choo. All right, let me mm. jump in here. Thank you to Chris Shanovich. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Look Mom on a Podcast. Thank you. Thank you to... <laughs> Gosh, I have to do this every week, huh? <laughs> Thank you to Mabel. Step on me. Step, Step on, on me. me. Thank you to Mackenzie. Fuck shuffling with Willem Dafoe's confusingly large dick. Chill. Thank you. Thank you to Mercurial Oz. Thank you. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thank you. Thank you to Mr. Tell Your Wife how many Patreon subscriptions you have before you agree to buy a house. Thank you. Thank you to musical guest Rob Ritchie. Thank you. Thank you to no one, thank you to no one can hear you scream in Space McNulty. Thank you. And thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you. All right. All right. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about the SAG strike some more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there, there's some confusion around it, so we wanted to talk about that a little bit, which is like who can do what. They put out that thing about influencers, which I think confused people. Um, this is a, according to Variety, which... Yeah, take that with know. a grain of salt. <laughs> Yeah, because Variety very conveniently says, if you're a journalist, you can cover it. I went on the SAG website to confirm they have nothing on journalism and critics. They only have three sections. They have a section of, are you in SAG? Answer is very obvious. 
are you outside of SAG? Well, do you want to be in SAG? That's that's going to be a part of it. Um, and then are you um, an influencer? And of course, the question is, what the fuck is an influencer? Yeah. Uh, and for influencers, they seem to be drawing this very blurry line where it's like, we encourage you not to. But also, if you do, you won't be part of SAG. And it's like, well, which is it? Are you encouraging it? I, I feel like there's some mixed messaging. Um, and I tried to find, like, what are the struck companies for this podcast? Like, it's interesting because I can't even find the AMPTP. Is that who it is? The American Movie yeah, Producer? Motion. Yeah. Um, they're the people who are on the other side. They're the people we're striking. Um, they don't even have a list of, like, what studios are under them. So I kind of just have to like guess right now. If anybody has a a list, a like definitive list, I'd love to see it. Yeah, for um, sure. Indie films are also kind of confused. There's, some of them are getting passes and they're not so much passes are they are just like agreeing to the they're getting like interim permits. So yeah, it's, and, there's uh, yeah, and there's like They're agreeing, they're agreeing to the terms. That's why they're getting that stuff. Um which should it's probably easy when they're like, please promise never to make AI actors. And they're like, yeah, we don't want to do that. <laughs> we're fucking we're a twenty four. When are we gonna do that? You know, um, a twenty four has a few, I think, that they got uh, passed on, right? I think so. And then there's questions like I saw people calling like uh, they had like Disney characters at the, on the Red Carpet Mansion premiere. Yeah, yeah, people were calling them scabs, and it's like that's they're employees of disney i they might be in like a theater union maybe but but not i don't think that probably counts. not sag i yeah. mean some of them might be in sag i'm sure some of them might be and then they shouldn't be and there then they yeah. shouldn't be there but yeah those are disney employees they yeah yeah this is all to say that it's obviously not sag's fault and this is all no, the studio's fault of course but because sag doesn't have a clear list because there is like like i said the the amptp doesn't have a clear list right yeah um so it's it's kind of hard to figure this out um and but it seems like right now if you're like a major influencer you know if you're a mr beast um that seems pretty clear i think it's less clear if you're like you know on our level where it's like like oh uh, what what is that are you reading it yeah i'm reading through it (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i'm not i I don't know i'm not sure it's they talk about signing a certain kind of or working under a certain kind of like influencer agreement or something um where you get like um it's very confusing yeah where you get like paid directly or provided with access or gifts or something by studios in exchange for coverage um, I think that's kind of at least how influencers are being described in some of this language, but right. So if it's just that, that's a very small group of people, right? right? Um, it's very hard to know. Um, I, I think erring on the side of caution is good for people right now. For right? sure. Yeah. Um, but I would appreciate, and I, some people have theorized, and this might be true, that SAG doesn't want to get bogged down with this because their general message is what's important, right? Mm-hmm. And I can see that for sure. Um, I can see, like, you know, SAG being like, listen, 
you'll probably be fine. We're not, you know, we're giving these general guidelines, um, but we're not like going to go after every little person that accidentally broke it. I can see that happening, but there's just no way to know. The messaging is very broad and then like like i said this is a variety one and it's like well who owns variety exactly like, for, like yeah exactly it's 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 really hard to figure out and right now the sag website like i said only has an faq for three types of people influencers non-union like general non-union and union and that's it so it's hard it's it's hard because then there's also that question of people being like well should we boycott movies and people are saying like no, no you absolutely yeah, should that, that i think that messaging has been pretty clear from yeah the strike the sag where it, which is they're not calling for a boycott right now so so don't do it right now <laughs> yeah exactly um and then it's like okay film critics um i don't think film critics you know we just watched our show i don't think is affected um uh, as far as i can tell according to multiple sites i've seen basically entertainment reporters and film crit critics can continue as normal and of course they can entertainment reporters are reporting on the strike it would be weird to for them to not talk about it right yeah. like they want people to talk about it yeah um so yeah the point is that it's very muddled right now um yeah and you know but I mean, we'll keep following this for yeah, subsequent of we uh, weeks because this is this is probably the the other thing is this is probably going to go on for a long time, like a uh, long time, way long, like yeah. way longer than you might be thinking. So. Yeah, we were talking about this with Jason, right? Like, there'll be a point where it's like we're going to be that's foreign, and we're not going to even have to be able to tell which trailers. Right, are it'll be struck. very apparent. Yeah, yeah, because they won't be trailers for those companies for a while. Yeah. Um. So obviously right now, Netflix, Amazon, again, there's this hard stuff where it's like distribution, right? An indie film that then goes to Shudder or Amazon. Like, what does that mean? Um, I don't know. I don't know either. We're all, I don't know. Well, <laughs> meanwhile, we'll, we'll do our best. Yeah, we'll do our best. Meanwhile, over at WD Animation and Cartoon Network, production workers are beginning to form a union. Good luck to them. Um that we're talking about like unit production managers, production assistants, so on and so forth, which are, you know, big roles that yeah, deserve a pretty union. essential roles that deserve a union. Everybody deserves a union. And it's nice that we're seeing so much of this stuff, right? Like, isn't yeah. um, UPS is getting UPS, ready to go yeah. on strike. I just read another, uh, man, I, man, there's been a few in, in, in the news that there is a nationwide like labor strike kind of, labor movement happening right now yeah um, sounds so, good yeah that sounds good sounds like people had enough of this shit yeah man i um, wish i could be in a union i know right we could <laughs> we could strike against ourselves that's true we could yeah we could go outside of our houses and throw eggs <laughs> yeah pick at my own house uh, yeah yeah fuck it um you want to go on yeah. strike day? <laughs> strike 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 strike, strike. Now, I mean, good luck to everybody who's doing this. I hope you get everything you deserve yes, and more. Yeah, absolutely. This is yeah. hog shit. And every time one of the, every time like Bob Iger or somebody else, at least any any studio head or, or CEO uh, opens their mouth, it's always like the most out of touch, ghoulish, like right. bullshit. 
it's, yeah, that's why I drew canceled on us. You know, he was going to be. Yeah, here he was going to be here today, but uh, yeah. But we said, "Hey, man, we saw your quote, and we think you're bullshit." Yeah, exactly. We bravely stood up to Bob Iger. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can confirm we, we, or deny we that. We bullied him. He still wanted to be on the show, but we said, no yep. way, Bob Iger. Yeah, he's calling us right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, I... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking we should t- we should talk about... The, we should do like a roundup of those dipshits and the, the quotes they give. We'll find various... We've been brainstorming some fun ways to do stuff during the strike. Yeah. And it ranges from some episodes that I don't want to describe because I don't want to ruin the fun. It, yeah. <laughs> to focusing more on indie and foreign and, stuff. Yeah. And hopefully taking you know just you know I, I, it's one of those things where it's like when you when you focus on something niche like that it might be harder to get find the trailers but that seems like the right direction for this and if anybody has any suggestions we'll we'll certainly hear the suggestions yeah we'll definitely yeah. read them we'll definitely well, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll almost definitely we'll read almost those definitely read them yeah yeah there's, we will. there's we a will. pretty good chance we'll read them yeah 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 as long as you don't like write a letter and mail it to us, I'm yeah, not gonna that, read anything. Mm, that's letters. gross. No, yeah, I don't like letters. I don't believe in the in the in print. It's disgusting. Yeah, uh, I don't believe in the written sh- word, Dave. Movies are the future. Movies, yeah, it's right there in the name. Yeah, they move. They move into the Movies. future. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, should we think some more producers? I think we should. I think we should. Big old thank you to Pete for Pagel. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico, Volcano Coniosis, Antisys Establishment, Terrianism Jones. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you to Pre-Order, TikTok, Superstar, Jason Pargent's new book, Zoe is Too Drunk for This Dystopia. Pre-orders are super important. Thank you. Thank you to RevMD. Thank you so much. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you. Thank you to Rosemary's Baby from Eraserhead. Thank you. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank you so much. Thank you to Sorry Cop, world's most laughable centrist. Thank you. Thank you to Steven. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Steven. Thanks to the conveniently placed self-destruct button on the top of every baby's head. So Thank convenient. You. Thank you. Thank you to the Midnight Patron. What patrons at midnight? Thank you. Thank you. All right, let me jump in here. Thank you to the Oatmeal Savage. Thank you. Thank you to the producer formerly known as the Ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank you. Thank you to the Tubi Terror Bunny demands you enter the ninja with Franco Nero. Okay, yeah. Thank you to these seven bees. Thank you. Thank you to Tiger Drawers Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Thank you. Thank you to Tux. Tux. Thank you to Vincent. Vincent. Thank you to Why Don't You Take a Flying Fuck at the Moon. Thank you. Thank you to your mom. Thank you. And thank you to Zzz because Pie Guy liked being last. Thank you. Dave, Mm -hmm. in this time of need... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, where 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 the, the movies are back, but but they not, are. but but on, but on hold, but on but 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 back, the movies but are back. back. Yeah. Um, do you have a movie? Okay. That perhaps could use with a little bit more hype. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I do. Hey, I do, Tom. This is a movie called Lola, L O L A Lola. Um. This is coming out on streaming August 4th. So that's soon. It's very soon. Uh, <laughs> and what makes this movie uh, a bit unique, a tad, a tad unique, is it is a micro budget found footage film that play- takes place in the 1940s. Yeah. <laughs> How, you ask? They shot on vintage cameras. 
Uh, they shot on vintage film cameras, which is pretty fucking wild. Yeah. It is about time travel. It takes place in 1941, <laughs> where two sisters have built been a thinking machine. about time travel a lot lately, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was actually, I was thinking of lumping this and the other one, doing like time travel movies that deserve more hype. Um, there's a lot of fucking time travel going around. Uh, they basically, these two sisters built a machine that can uh, watch radio and TV broadcasts from the future. And that's a great, fun little premise. And so basically they start they start listening to like David Bowie and the Kinks. They start learning about like, you know, like feminism mm-hmm. and like, you know, different like the punk movement and different counterculture things in the 1940s. And uh, they accidentally make the Nazis win the war, it seems. <laughs> Something. Yeah, so, they decide little, to like... Little problem there. Little, little snag in the process. It seems like, yeah, they tried to use it to do something to help in in world war ii but it backfires somehow and then yeah yeah, the nazis take over britain what's interesting about this trailer at least is it seems like the entire world learns about the time machine like that's usually not what happens right usually it's like we have to keep it a secret Mm -hmm. and it seems like the entire world gets involved and our knowledge of the future of course makes it so that we change the future so they do this like found footage um thing where they're like re-editing newsreels and stuff to make it like the nazis are winning apparently they change like they do like pop songs and stuff um like of this because they're watching like a future where the nazis have won so the idea is like it's kind of neat this the 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 people uh, like all the reviews of this talking about how like you're watching broadcasts of this horrifying world treated also really nonchalantly right because it's it's after the fact. Right. It's just like so the watch- news yeah. in, in that future. Yeah. So that seems really interesting. And um, I don't know. The, again, found footage shot on vintage cameras. It's about 70 something minutes um, of a movie too. So it's a get in, get out. You know, it seems like a pretty simple premise. Um, yeah. No, I'm I'm really into this. Like this. Yeah, this looks really solid. This and the, the other two trailers we had talked about earlier. But this one is like, I'm really stoked for this one. This one looks really good. It does. Um, it's a cool idea. Uh, it just it looks so unique. Just watch, we'll look it up really the tra- we'll look up the trailer and watch the trailer. It's there's yeah. It, it's just, it's really uh, yeah. It's just so unique um, and such a cool premise. And um, I like that they're kind of playing up a little bit of like the horror movie aspect of it. Yeah, it looks scary. Yeah, um, and creepy. Yeah, and again, it's unique because they shot it with period cameras and then processed it in a 16 millimeter developing tank. So, like, they didn't just shoot it on film; they processed it like a, a something from like the 1940s, or at least as close to that as they could get. That's cool. So, it's neat to watch something that's like looks like old footage, but obviously isn't. Um, mm-hmm. It's a really neat looking film, and uh, yeah, it's a cool idea very cool yeah idea. yeah no I'm, I'm really into this one man yeah you found some you found some good ones today oh yeah we'll keep finding them yeah. we'll keep finding we're gonna have lots of movies that deserve more hype on this uh yep you know on the show many more many oh, I guess we don't want to give that away but... <laughs> yeah but check out lola lola yes look up that trailer uh it's really cool um i'm yeah hype maximum hype for this movie <laughs> Yeah, as they said in the 40s, it looks tight. They do say that. They say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Looks wicked tight. <laughs> looks wicked tight. As Churchill once said. Yeah. <laughs> wicked tight. 
Uh, all right. I think that's cool. enough. <laughs> yeah, I think we made. I think we've made Churchill's family sad enough. Yeah, are they listening? I, I think so. I think they're one of the producers. Oh, okay, that checks out. Yeah, yeah. One of those names Why we read. Yeah, I'm gonna look up Ch- Churchill descendants. Why am I doing this? I don't know. We should get out of here. <laughs> we should go. Oh, they look exactly like you'd imagine them to look oh, like. Oh hell yeah, they all. <laughs> They all look very churchy, real churchy. I'm picturing an entire family of like amusement park caricatures. Yeah, they all look like grumpy cats. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good for them. They're all they're all sixty. Just real real frowny no potato heads. As, yeah, there's no such thing as like a young Churchill descendant. No, you can't be you can't be named Churchill and be young. Oh my god. Yeah, sorry. His mm. <laughs> Churchill's grandson. He's a real Churchill type. Oh <laughs> uh, shit! I'm, I'm, There's okay, a whole I'm, lineup I'm, of these. I'm, pa- I'm pacing. I'm pacing in the dark. There, there. There's what he looks like. If you want to look, uh, I pasted it in our in our doc. It should show up. It's on the last page. Oh hell yeah! Don't oh, cut any of this fuck out. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. See, he looks he exactly looks like, like you expected <laughs> Churchill's yeah. grandson to look. Yeah. Yeah. A real Churchill. Like. Yep. It looks like he could open Good up a him. restaurant called Churchill's. Maybe he, really he has. I have no idea what this man's doing with his life. Dave, you should tell him some stuff. Oh, yeah. We have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. Uh, you go on there. What do you do? You, you you give us $5 a month. You get access to a bunch of exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Fox Mulder's a Maniac, Star, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and Spielboy's. Uh, we watch movies every Friday night. That will be the night this comes out. Yeah. Who knows what we'll watch? man there's no telling anything yeah and we have a discord community who are great check it out yeah patreon.com gamefully unemployed do that thing and then do mm. this thing if you want we have a store head over to gamefullyunemployed.com where you can find a link to our teespring store we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts mugs stickers posters all sorts of things so slap your l- little future tv watch and peepers onto those yeah, your your Churchill peeps. Your Churchill peepers. Say hello, hello little, to our Churchill little, fans. Your Churchill water buckets. That's yeah, that's what I've decided. Churchill's uh, eyes look like. They do. Yep. He's yep. Such, such a little angry guy. Yeah, little guy. Okay, little guy. Little grumpus. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at instagram.com slash mvbramleyart. Our episode artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.